Hey, what's up, everyone? Thanks for tuning in to Be On Air. I'm your host, Kaylee Marks. If you're an entrepreneur, coach, author, or have a brand and are trying to grow your business, or even if you just have a message to share, then this show is for you. We are sharing proven blueprints to amplify yourself, and we'll discuss every step of the podcaster's journey to give you the mindset, tools, and community that you need to launch and grow your own impactful podcasting platform so that you can be on air. Before we get into today's episode, if you haven't already, please subscribe. And if you're enjoying the show, please consider sharing this podcast with someone who might benefit from it. Your support helps so much. Thanks for tuning in. Let's get started. Hey, 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 welcome back to another episode of Be On Air. I'm Kaylee Marks, and today I'm speaking with Billy J. Atwell. He's host of the Unshakable Self-Confidence Podcast, a top Apple podcast. Uh, He's an author and a confidence coach, and I've really been loving his podcast and the content he's been posting, and I'm really excited to dive into this conversation. We've never spoke before, and as soon as I got on the call with him, I knew that this was going to be good. So without further ado, Billy, thank you so much for making time. Yeah, no, man, it's definitely my pleasure. Um, And... uh... Thanks for having me on. I mean, I, I do, I'm, I'm starting to get on other people's show. It's, it's sort of an interesting dynamic because, you know, you know, being a podcaster, your show, you love talking to people. That's why you do it. But when you're the guest, it's such a different dynamic that I'm exploring. So thank you so much for letting me have this flip side experience of the world of podcasting. I appreciate it, man, truly. Absolutely. And and this the idea of this show is kind of meta. It's a podcast about podcasts, which is it's not the first time that's been done. What I'm trying to do with this though is give equal light to both the the background work that goes into podcasting and kind of sharing your wisdom with my audience on that, but then also making sure that all the all the work that you're doing, you know, the the unshakable self-confidence, the work with fear, the work with devotion and prayer and connecting with source. Um, I want to be giving my listeners both things in every episode. So I'm just, I, I can tell this is going to be really fun to kind of break down your story and your journey with your podcast and then kind of see where that leads us. So if you wouldn't mind, could you talk a little bit about um, how you got started in podcasting and how unshakable self-confidence came to exist? Yeah. Okay. So the podcast got started uh, five seasons ago. I was still about two years into recovery from my second abusive relationship with yet another narcissistic alcoholic uh, and violent at that point too. And, you know, I started to have these questions like, how did I get here? You know, because there was this violence going on and it ended up the relationship being, I was almost strangled to death. I started to have this question about, I mean, how did this happen to me? Right. Um, and so I started you know, that's, I'm a, I'm a huge Joseph Campbell's fan, so I'm going to probably throwing some references out there, but that was sort of the moment, that moment that every person has on their hero's journey where you are set on the journey. And so that was my quest. How did I get here? How did I find myself into this relationship? Why was I seeing these recurring patterns? And that led me to study fear and the power of thought. And I had done that for two years and I wasn't quite satisfied. And at the time, my uh, voice acting uh, mentor, she was like, well, why not start a podcast? Because I really wasn't getting into the whole voice acting thing. I hated the whole audition thing. And she's like, well, you know, I was trained and I was trained in the engineering and stuff on that side, you know, for the voice acting 
She was like, well, why not do that? And so I started a show called Fear Not. And it really was about my investigation into what is fear and what is this thing that we bow so willingly to this, this power source and why does it control us and all this stuff. And so originally it was on three times a week. Um, I was on a Monday, Wednesday schedule with little 15 minute shows where I was interviewing people all around the world. It didn't matter who they are, what their expertise was. I just wanted to know what was your biggest fear and what did you do to get over it? Um, and I, I loved it. There were so many wonderful conversations. And a lot of these people I'm still in contact with. This is also the beauty, as you know, about podcasting, the, the collective sort of um, community. Um, mm -hmm. But I think the in, in terms of meeting people and, and breaking the myth of fear, and like I was the only one, which was definitely a, a belief that I had, like I was the only one residing in fear. Uh, there were the Friday shows, which were longer shows, which I were I was doing interviews with like Professor Bruce Lipton, uh, Mark Waldman and Andrew Newberg, you know, neuroscientists. I was speaking to Buddhists. I was speaking to Hindus. I was speaking to Christians and New Thought Christians, you know, all these kinds of concepts. I mean, I was just thinking I, I spoke to Dawson Church, this concept of speaking to experts who were more advanced in this concept of we can control our thoughts and our thoughts control our reality and our self-perceptions. And so that carried on uh, about two years ago. I kind of felt contained and constrained, you know, sort of the, the symbolic, it was time to shed the skin. And so the whole show got rebranded into unshakable self-confidence in this new thing because I had already, it was my new level, man. And so I, I went from basically being Luke Skywalker to Yoda. Um, <laughs> yeah. To, to put it, I told, I warned you, I was going to throw in those hero journey references. You became the guide. Uh, yeah. <laughs> And, you know, it just, that sort of changed and I'm here and it's growing beyond the podcast now, but that's sort of maybe the abbreviated, though probably not so much the story of why I became a podcaster and where I'm at currently as in, in that journey. The rebrand is really interesting to me because it go, you know, fear not in a sense is a positive, but it has a tinge still of the, of the not in it like not fear, whereas unshakable self-confidence is fully positive kind of. Yeah. So fear not was originally called fear not because when I read the um, old Testament and the original Greek, um, because right when you hear the word fear not, it means don't feel afraid. That's what everyone thinks. Mm -hmm. And so when you feel afraid, you feel like a coward. You're like, what's wrong with me? I'm feeling, I, I, I can't fear not. Well, <laughs> It's a mistranslation, as, as most of the Bible is. Um, it comes from a Greek word, uh, phobos, which means withdraw. So in the story, the mythology that's found there, when God was speaking to the, uh, the Jews, he was like, fear not. He was like, don't feel afraid. He was like, don't withdraw and panic when you feel the fear. And so that's the whole thing that I've learned about fear is that's the power. It's an illusion. It doesn't have any real power over you. And the trick to break through on the other side and to regain your sovereignty is to stand in the fear, to not back down, to not withdraw, because it will concede. It must. It's like it's a divine law, like gravity, the sun coming up. You don't have to figure it out. You just have to put it into motion. And so unshakable self-confidence was because uh, the, the concept of what I've discovered is life is essentially a video game and there's levels and you reach a level, then you burn and regenerate and you move on. So it's a completely different concept, but 
organic growth actually. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was, uh, on the episode I was listening to of yours yesterday, you were talking about sort of like the eye of the storm or the hula hoop idea of like you're in the center and the point isn't that you're not going to feel pain and fear and all these things. The point is that you kind of can, you can witness yourself feeling those things and, and remain steady in that as observer and contain it. And that felt uh, really appropriate. I think especially right now, COVID lockdown, political strife, the ever increasing closeness of death. I think that um, having coping skills with fear, learning how to dance with fear, learning how to do that is such a valuable skill. And I think uh, your podcast for that reason is just like a huge well of awesome resources. So how long ago did you start? Cause you're, you're in like episode 300 or something, right? Yeah. Uh, let's see this past October, uh, we went into our fifth season. We just started our fifth season. That's a long time. That's many episodes. So, uh, a lot of my audience will probably be newer podcasters. And one thing I see and hear a lot is just this, first of all, the fear of putting out the show in the first place is crippling. And I'm a podcast consultant, producer, and I've put out a lot of shows. I haven't put out my own show until now. And I came face to face with that same thing that everyone must be going through, this imposter syndrome of what are people going to think, all this stuff. So I'm curious, when you when you launched your show, did you come up against fear? And if you did, how how did you overcome that? And, and what was that like? Yeah, I knew you were going to answer that. Um, first, let me tell everyone first, if you feel the fear, you're on the right track. <laughs> uh, because fear does not approach in your life if you're just not living your fullest potential, if you aren't living your life the way that the divine created you, fear is not going to bother you. You're, you're a slave. It's got you trapped. The minute you grow out of the illusion that fear is your master and you step into your authenticness, it's going to throw up that wall. It's just, again, it goes back to that. There are just rules to this virtual reality that we are experiencing time in. And if you can just understand the rules, you're going to crush it. You're feeling fear. You're on the right track. Just stand your ground. Don't withdraw and panic. Just keep moving forward because fear is your bitch, man. It really is. <laughs> I don't know how to put it. Um, and I, 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 I'm laughing at it now, but I, I, I mean, I've been studying this for eight years. It's just, and the silliness of it all at this, at this point of my consciousness, that fear is just the fact that we bow to this shadow is incredible. Um, and I'm not disrespecting anyone because I was there too. But if you could only understand like how ridiculous fear really is, and it's just these ominous sounding noises and shadows that really have absolutely no power. They're just illusions that you could literally just be gone. And they'll dissipate. So do you feel like fear mainly manifests as self-talk? I know you listen to the show. And, and what I've discovered is fear comes from what I call the inherited negative self-image. That's the, the, the vehicle in which fear enters into humanity and into your core belief. Fear is always outside of you. It's an energy force for sure. It is in, in terms of frequency and stuff it is real but it has no power over you and so it tricks you into believing in its version of you which is this negative self-image and which takes a form of the inner critic or the self-doubt or i'm not this and i can't this whatever that is the, the negative version of yourself but it's never inside of you that's part of the illusion and the trick too and that gets a lot into the guilt and the shame that you feel when you try to do something and you fail because then that whole narrative pops up and you're like, I, I'm stupid. What was I thinking? That's just a program. 
that you've been tricked into believing through, you know, and like I said, it's called the inherited negative self-image room. Maybe I need to back up. So my story is I was, I kept constantly this, this question of how did I get here again was I found out this repeating pattern of being involved with very violent alcoholics. I was raised by five generations of women, all of which their husbands were violent alcoholics, even though I didn't see it. Um, so there's a frequency that you sort of adopt. Like I said, I, I interviewed Professor Bruce Lipton in that environment. You're shaped by your environment. You're shaped by the frequency and you tune yourself to that. And so you have to break free from that. Now that's a little bit more than maybe we have time to talk about, but fear is not inside of you. Fear whispers in your ear. And because you've been, been believing in that negative self-image for yourself for so long, you've forgotten who you really are. And so that's what we talk about on the show is breaking free from that. But it does come, maybe to circle back real quick, it does come in the form of the inner critic, but that's just a lie. That's where are you putting your attention? Where are you putting all that divine energy that is constantly and always being pumped through you? You've been staring at this version and you're giving it life when you just need to learn how to turn your back on it and let it dissipate. Because, right, quantum observation Nothing exists if you don't observe it. I don't know, maybe if we've gotten off track, but... I think we're getting more and more on track. <laughs> for, <laughs> you know, um, I think as for, for the listeners, like we're going to get into some more technical stuff. I, I want to make sure I make time to talk to you about your mic, your work, your workflow, your recording setup, some tips for newer people building the community. But I think that those are hard skills, right? We're talking about soft skills. We're talking about like a subtler thing here that is even more powerful and potent to work on before a microphone, before an intro, before anything is like really learning about this stuff, about fear and about um, how to build that unshakable self-confidence. So I think we're really on track and, and I'd love to just kind of keep meandering through this. So you mentioned the hero's journey. If someone doesn't know what that is, would you mind just briefly outlining what that is? Yeah. So the term hero's journey comes from Joseph Campbell and Joseph Campbell spent his whole entire life studying the golden thread through all culture and the, the storytelling. Our ancestors spoke in, in a narrative, which is called mythology. Now, people think mythology means uh, not real these days, like a myth, right? But mythology was a language, and mythology was never considered to be secular history. This is part of my problem with Christianity, is it's been interpreted as secular history when it's mythology. And it's very powerful mythology. You'll find the mythology in Buddhism and Hinduism. The problem is, in, even in those religions too, there's a secularism, there's a historical fact, and that strips it of its powers. So the hero's journey is through Egyptian culture, Greek culture is the more classic narrative, but there's a pattern formula. And you know what it is. Everyone knows what it is, whether you're a big Star Wars fan, which is sort of more transparent, um, or like uh, one of my other favorite sort of classic ones is the Jim Henson's The Labyrinth mm, yeah. with David Bowie and Jennifer Connelly. That is classic um, hero's journey. Um, but even in terms of like a Sandra Bullock movie, like Miss Confidentiality, that's a hero's journey because mm -hmm. there's the limited self that goes on a quest in which she's challenged and growth until she gets to who she is. There's a transformation. So that is the backbone, the template of a hero's journey is that you're living in the world as a mortal and you have forgotten that you're divine and something happens in your life that causes you to go on a quest and you go on that quest. Um, again, uh, the Wizard of Oz is another perfect example. Um, I love the Wizard of Oz. Yeah. Yeah. And I think even in terms of 
I mean, growing up as a child in the seventies and seeing that like every Easter or whatever, you know, you have a different take on it. But when you, I watched it uh, just a couple of months ago without probably having seen it in nearly 30 years and having this knowledge now, it becomes very, very clear how wonderful that movie is in terms of, even in terms of the visual aspects to take you on that journey. But that's what it is. You're in your small self, something happens, you get transported into a quest and you meet all these characters, which is all your internal you know, components. That's really what it is. It's an internal journey in the real world, but mm-hmm. it's played out in a narrative of guides and allies and testing and stuff to, to get you to the center of the labyrinth where you meet the divinity and you go, that is me and that is, you know, and I am that. And you return to the traditional Hindu concept or for whatever reason, I'm, it's popping into my head right now, like Tony Robbins, Awaken the Giant Within. Mm-hmm. I don't like the way he's used that term, but that's the core. You remember who you are and you either stay in the labyrinth, you move on, or you return back into society with the flame of knowledge, if you will. Mm-hmm. But that's the hero's journey. Awesome explanation. Yeah. So you're talking there at the end about like self-realization and coming into communion with with our true self. And um, the one one thing I think about with the hero's journey is it's holographic in nature. It's fractal. It's a repeating thing. So we may have many hero's journeys within a like a larger cycle of a hero's journey. We may have we may go into the abyss, and that can also be the start of the next hero's journey subcycle. And so I find it really interesting to look at my own life that way. And whenever challenges are coming up or whenever a, a great guide comes into, into the scene, kind of like checking in where I'm at on that journey and it can help kind of stabilize the path. And I think it's really powerful to overlay those archetypes. And for anyone listening, I just did an episode with Melissa Meter of Synchrosoma and the Synchrosoma podcast. And you can go back and listen to that for a little bit more on this as well. I think that the podcaster's journey is a hero's journey and it it's very much about trying to get to the center of the labyrinth and find ourselves, find our voice, find our, our community. And um, so in your own journey with, with your podcast, you know, I know you said you went through a rebrand, which is really interesting. And I think people try and get everything perfect in the beginning and, and they're not expecting change. So how did the change happen and what was that process like? When the change happened, it was organic. I had already had enough experience under my belt and research and personal transformation to realize that I, you know, whether you call it Holy Spirit, GPS, or intuition, uh, universal mind speaking to you, I just followed that guide. I think probably to help everyone out who may not be at that point right now, when I started the Fear Not show, um, I mean, I was totally into marketing. I'm so into branding. I'm, you know, just an artist as well. And so, you know, those were those elements. So I do understand the need to get it right at the first time. And what I can say to that is do your best, but just get started because it will grow. I never would have expected to rebrand. If you're having difficulty, the thing that came to mind, I mean, when I started to think about podcasts, I reached out to John uh, John Lee Dumas, you know, Entrepreneurs on Fire. And he doesn't do... um, that, but he, he gave me some resources. I like, I, I emailed him direct. So if you have a hero out there uh, or an inspiration, let me tell you, just write a letter uh, because they will respond, you know, if you're authentic and stuff and you never know what kind of, you know, they'll lead you towards. And so the biggest thing that helped me um, and, you know, I'll recommend a book here. It's called Psycho-Cybernetics uh, by Maxwell Maltz. And it's about visualization. 
Now, at the time, I didn't realize that your imagination is the divine, as Neville Goddard would put it, as actually that is sort of the backbone of Judeo-Christian thought, is that God is man's imagination and lives through you. And wherever you can think and see in your head and visualize the more complex and real, that becomes, you know, comes out in manifestation. So that's what I was doing. I saw the logo uh, on my PC. I saw the screen. I saw the number of episodes and I just sat there. That really helped me to move beyond the fear and the disbelief of, like you said, the imposter syndrome, because for like two years, I had 100 people listening to my show. Right. That's not exactly what people would call successful. Right. Um, so you went through so two years with, with maybe feeling like, uh, I'm not reaching the 100 downloads to. per episode. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yep. And how many episodes were you putting? You said you were putting out like three at uh, sometimes. Three at the time. So yeah. three a week, hundred downloads. And I'm curious now looking back on it, was there anything that you weren't doing that you could have done to help that? Or was that just necessary? That was just like part of the growth? I think for my particular journey, that's just what it is. You know, I think because my core identity is one of integrity and trust, I had to earn that trust. Mm. You know, a lot of people will tell you to market on Facebook and all this stuff. I tried that and failed, you know, and I hired the best. I, I flushed 20 grand down the toilet. Um, so, and I haven't spent a single dollar in advertising since because it was like, that's not my journey. It may be your journey. You know, don't compare other, don't compare journeys. Your journey is your specific journey and you will be guided to the best way to get you where we go. Don't worry about what you have to do. Have a clear vision like Neville Goddard said and Jesus said. You know, and, and, and Mark, when he talks about how to get your prayers answered, he's like, believe that you've already received. There's this concept of past tense. Um, Neville Gardner would say, live in the end. That's what I learned from psycho-cybernetics is I saw the podcast completed. I saw it on Apple um, at the time, iTunes, and I saw the number of episodes. I saw it all as visually. That will compel you. That will drive you. Don't worry about how to get from point A to point B. That will come like in the hero's journey. When the guide is, when it's time for the guide, the guide will come. The resources will come. You know, when you play Zelda, you know, the sword will come. The coins will come. Don't worry about it. Just go and do and stay the course. And it will come through because now I've got 24,000 subscribers without advertising. I sense that there's spirit is guiding you and you, you went on the journey. And so there's, there's like that deeper truth. And then was there anything surface level, uh, traceable that kind of tipped? Like, was it, was it consistency over years? Was it further alignment with your, with your authenticity and true self and purpose? Or like, what, 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 what do you feel was the tipping point? You know, to, to keep it back in, in the divine relationship and the extension, it's like, will you follow? Will you do the steps that I tell you to do in order for this to manifest the best way possible for you? I was frustrated for, for a really long time, naturally, that I was like working really hard and really passionate about it. And, you know, the, the, guide, the guidance was focus on the show create a better quality show, create better quality content, serve your listener. I mean, I'm going to repeat that because that was the, the, the real thing was quit worrying about me. Quit worrying about how many likes. What is this in for me? It's not about you. You are a vehicle. Your pot, you and your podcast are a vehicle to serve the community. And if you can wrap your mind around that, you'll probably get there quicker than I did. You know, because we're taught to be survivalists. 
in many respects by, as Jesus would put it, the world of Caesar. That's not the way that this world works, this illusion, this labyrinth, this, um, you know, holodeck, if you will. It's about serving other. You give out. You're the vehicle for, for the energy to flow through, not for you to try to extract it from the world, but to receive it from the higher power. And so that takes time, that takes trust. But when I did that, and I did it consistently, I literally went from at the time, like I think 3,000 subscribers to literally within two and a half months, I hit my first 17,000. Wow, that's crazy. And it was just about this following the guy, following the path and doing the tasks that were there right before me. For me, it was focus on the tribe, serve the tribe. It's super huge, super huge um, wisdom and kind of like an anthem and a, a, a mantra that I think that all podcasters can kind of rally under is, is that. And I think that if it gets too bogged down in strategy and like you said, sort of like self aggrandizement or just like trying to try and inflate myself over serving as much as possible. And I think that's absolutely what, like everything comes down to people are choosing to, to, to play us in their ear in the most intimate, loud space. And therefore we have sort of a, a duty to not only like provide good content, but to try and uh, remind them about the deeper things. So I'm really grateful that you, you keep bringing it back to spirit and, um, I think in my brand, I'll just speak candidly about Podcast Farm and Be On Air. I've been hesitant. How much do I want to put my faith out there? How much do I want to put my beliefs? How much do I want to put my my relationship with Source? Um, and I was raised in the Hindu tradition my whole life, and uh, I have deep affinity for Christianity, all all religions, Buddhism, and it's scary to put some of that out because I I noticed that external fear energy kind of being like, well, you might alienate some people. But the truth is, it's like, if I have your attention right now for even 10 seconds, it's my duty to say, like, look inside and try and connect with God, something like that is really, it's prime real estate, right? Like, well, you know, and dude, I get it. Uh, I mean, I struggled even in the early years um, because I was resonating with the Judeo-Christian, not Christianity. Christianity is a religion and it has nothing to do with the text, but Christianity is a very loaded word with like Jim and Tammy and all these crooks and not to mention the whole entire history of, of slavery and slaughter and fear. Um, so I, I totally get it. <laughs> I was fortunate to have a really cool Christian come on the show and was just like, you know, throw out the bathwater, you know, but don't throw out the baby. Right. And that was something that I had to grow in confidence in and to put into the message. I'm like, I don't care what you call it. We're talking about the same thing. You know, I'm not going to get into that. I mean, you set your own tone. You have to set your own frequency because you're not for everyone. You can't, even Jesus told his apostles, he's like, if you get rejected, just shake it off because mm -hmm. they're not your crowd. And so I think, you know, in terms of if we want to give some golden nuggets, who are you? What's your message? And stay true. The, the, the more you radiate your divine light, all those negative people, it's not that they don't exist. It's just they cannot exist in light. They retract. They run. So I get the fear. But I'm here to tell you that if you just do your thing and do it with confidence and do it with humility, whatever your message is, whether it has divine connection or not, because it probably should, because that's all that there is in reality, but it will work itself out. That's what I'm talking about. The more you're 
in your zone, you're in that center, and you're living authentically the way that you were created. My uncle was Hopi, and there's the expression that is when you stop seeking wisdom and just, you know, it comes when you just live the life that the creator intended for you. Mm-hmm. Quit worrying about trying to please everyone. You won't. You can't. It's impossible. Do your thing, even if it means for years and years that you only have 100 people because those 100 people are still with me. They're loyal. You want super fans, as Pat Flynn would put it. You don't want likes. You don't want all that. You want people that you're really affecting and changing. And so, you know, I'll leave that to what that is for everyone, but that should be your core value. It's like, if you just serve the tribe and you serve authentically and you serve with that vulnerability and openness, I mean, we talk about abuse, you know, and toxic relationships, you will find you're actually, you won't find your tribe will find you because your show, you are like a broadcast tower. And if you don't have a strong signal, people can't pick it up. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to worry about, are there people to pick it up? There are people to pick it up, but they can't find you if you're not resonating with clarity and singular focus. Yeah. I think we call it like niche, niching down sometimes. And I feel like that's maybe a little superficial, actually. It's like, it's like we need to resonate that purpose. That is the niche, like our truest, our truest mission, our, our, our real quest here. That's the niche. Yeah. I mean, niche is obviously a marketing term and I love marketing, but niche really does have some sort of negative connotation, but you are right. It is the same as niche, but we get so wrapped up, like you were saying before, the perfection and the likes and how will I be received? Just don't worry about it. Yeah. If yeah. I can impart anything, like don't worry about what people are going to think. Just rock your shit. And that's the number one thing that I'm I, like in all these groups, all these new podcasters, they post their show. There's a few downloads and I totally get that. And I think I came from the uh, music industry, put out many albums, toured, all that stuff. And so I got used to that just realistic expectations around releases and numbers and what's good and what's a lot and what's not. And I think people get really disheartened and this is really important advice and just really good feedback of, of how to keep our fire ignited so that we can make that journey and go kind of circling back to the hero's journey. You're talking about holodeck VR, the game of life. I'm, I'm super interested in this. I just got the, the Facebook quest to the VR headset. And I've been curious about the potential for podcasting in this virtual space. But the the really interesting thing is when you take it off, it even further kind of feels like this is another layer of virtual reality. And when you start to look at life that way as a quest, as there's these challenges, there's these allies, um, there's a lot of fun to be had there. There's, it's just like so, so ripe with uh, joy to, to, perceive that and what what is our character and so you're into branding and marketing and um i'm wondering like for for podcasters like what is some branding nuggets that you could give for for people just starting out knowing that things can change needing to do it as good as possible how how can people start to explore kind of like their avatar their character their podcast how can they start to 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 manifest that well i think it goes back to being authentic with like taking your mask off and really just not giving a shit what people think. And I know that that takes time. I mean, there, there was definitely a journey for me of removing, you know, the, even like the, the, the mythology of the Buddhist statue that they, uh, the monks covered the gold statue that they covered up in stone. Right. 
because they were about to be pillaged and stuff and you forget. And so that's the process of removing the stone to get back to the golden interior. So that will take time, but I would say start that now Mm -hmm. in terms, if you want some marketing language, um, the best marketing language that I found that resonated with me was like the, the world is, is filled with brown cows and you want to be a purple cow. So if everyone else is doing it, don't do it. Do the exact opposite. Otherwise, you're going to blend in. So if your logo looks the same, if your marketing looks the same, if your social media looks the same, if you're doing the same quotes, I was going to say something else a little bit more derogatory. But, you know, if you post post something, let me just give you a little bit of advice, too. And you're just posting it because everyone else is posting like ubiquitous statements on gratitude. You're going to fail. If you're going to post something in sound bites, put a little thought of your own thought on your social media about what that interpretation is for you. That's another way to build the trust, to build sort of that guru guide mentality, because otherwise you're just like everyone else who just throws up a, a post of something they have no idea what they're talking about. Obviously we deal a lot, a lot with spirituality in my show, but whatever that is for you, if you're a marketer in a marketing podcast, help people explain, help them to understand these things, because I can guarantee you they don't, they've heard it. Everyone else is screaming the same stuff, but can you show up differently? Can you be that purple, pa- uh, purple cow and break it down, open the door for them so they can walk through. I mean, this is what I believe about humanity. And we see a lot of people who are disconnected. They're not in alignment with the divine. They wouldn't act the way that they do in society right now if they did. And you have to forgive them because they're desperate. They're entrenched in fear. But I think we're all the same. We're all from source. So you can't judge someone whether they're good or bad. But if people knew better, they would behave better. So the best thing that you can do now, I think, in the terms of time is like show up differently, help people, open the door, even if it's just your personal opinion about what you're posting. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Kind of the, the this whole idea of thought leadership. It's like if if there's no con- contribution, there's no leadership. There has to be some something that we're giving from ourself to add on, not just reposting quotes or, you know, throwing up the soundbite that that doesn't have anything added into it. People can sniff that out. You know, they can sniff out the fake, most people anyway. Um, I, I believe that firmly. Start thinking of yourself as the leader of a tribe. And people are looking for you. They will look towards you. You don't want to get into the whole, like, worship thing. <laughs> we see a lot of people, you know, and their ego takes over. You don't want to be an egoistic asshole, you know. Um <laughs> You just want to be the vehicle for service. And to me, that that's the greatest thing that I've learned about podcasts and podcast, you know, building an incredibly loyal tribe that keeps constantly expanding. Because something I learned from um, Napoleon Hill was your customer, to use his language, is your best salesperson. So if you can change one person, they're going to tell their friends you guys are probably, maybe not everyone's old enough, but there used to be a commercial in the 70s and early 80s for breck shampoo or whatever will a boss or whatever it's like they tell their friends and they tell their friends and the screen kept multiplying that's how it works yeah instead of collecting a whole bunch of indifferent people who don't care and don't resonate and they're just they're you know scrolling their whole entire lives take your message get clear on your message keep doing it even when it looks like you're not succeeding and i guarantee you that one day someone's going to 
come to that show and hear it and you're going to make a huge difference in their life and they're going to never stop talking about it. They will be your best salesperson. And then those people will be your sales, best salespeople. And before you know it, you have a tribe of people out there spreading the word. It's so true. Uh, I was just thinking about kind of why I got into this business of podcasting in the first place. And my mentor, uh, Jason Gaddis of the Relationship School, uh, they teach folks how to have indestructible partnerships through, you know, learning how to do conflict better, basically. And uh, it's the, his podcast is awesome. He has like over 300 episodes as well and interviews all the leading relational experts. And I tell so many people about that show. Like at least I've, I've told at least 20 to 30 people. And that, I mean, that's real organic reach right there. <laughs> and so you're totally right. So building this, this loyal tribe, the thousand true fan thing. And I would say even a hundred true fans is, is really powerful over a thousand, um, paid Instagram followers or something like you're saying, these, these people that aren't really engaged, they're not really connected with you. And so I think that's a, a huge takeaway from this is to, hunt and discover our true authentic self and then to to unmask that and give that uh to our community and our tribe and to and like you said to to be a leader and to contribute something to the space yeah i mean in turn, you brought up something that was a lesson that i had to learn uh especially that paid followers they're not real paid followers. And if they're there and like Facebook is a great example, if you have thousands of so-called followers, but they don't engage with your work, Facebook isn't going to show your stuff. So it's better to let this grow organically and trust that it, you know, build it and they will come. I know that's from a movie, but it's true, you know, but just be patient. It's a, it's a long game. It's not a quick fix. Um, and so if you're, and again, this is how I was in the beginning too. I was desperate, you know, I was desperate to change my life. I was desperate to turn this into a business for my own survival. And that's an energy frequency that's going to come out, you know, uh, whether people can smell it out, sniff it out, but even bigger than that, that is puts that out into, you know, the quantum field and you're just going to get more of it. So you're going to have to learn how to chill and trust and just have the mindset that this is important to me. I am a podcaster and I'm in this for the long haul, you know, change that narrative and then just be grateful when it does change. Cause it will change. If anyone who can speak to that would be me going from, you know, a hundred people to 24,000 people without advertising. <laughs> I hope everyone's taking that in. It's like, just do your job and do it with integrity and show up and do it for your tribe. And it's just going to happen. It, it cannot not happen. That's super inspiring, Billy. I'm, uh, I feel like there's so many uh, takeaways from this episode already. I, I'm trying to find our, our path home because I, I could tell it would be great to do a round two eventually. There's, there's a lot to talk about. Uh, so you're also an author. Um, what is that relationship for you between podcasting and author? And if, if, you know, as you're comfortable, could you illuminate a little bit of what your, how your podcast fits into your business and, and just like, what is your ecosystem a little bit? The book originally was written as a marketing tool. I'm not going to lie. You know, uh, the self-publishing, you know, put all the little links inside the book, you know, to get people to sign up for the podcast. It was a way to generate. That it was one of those little games that you got to play. Now, I've rewritten the book a couple of times and it is a 
great and it's a good book i mean i share my journey but again i'm going to say don't do it for the marketing do it for the authenticity for the purpose of intent of sharing because don't listen to those people you know there are people who've asked me to be on summits when they find out that i don't have 5000 people on my email list they don't want to participate with me and i'm like well i'm not a number my tribe is not a number we're humans so write the book you if you got a book in you write the book just don't do it as a marketing scheme mm-hmm. You know, yeah. so that would be that. In terms of what's going on now, you know, I, I again, I focused, I, I collapsed my universe, if you will, and focused on the podcast. Now, this year we are expanding. Um, we're on our fourth issue. We have a free monthly digital magazine called Rising Phoenix, um, which again we serve the tribe. It's free. That's going really well. You know, we're starting to get into things like T-shirts. You know, there was a course at one time. I've tried doing courses. What we're moving to in the future and what we're going to be expanding into next year is creating actually a community because of the nature that we talk about of being in abusive and toxic and violent relationships and most of those so-called support groups out there will keep you trapped in the narrative of victimhood and from the very beginning was like there's got to be something different because I don't want to be that way anymore so we're looking into that and to doing something offline and really just constantly moving forward and serving the tribe what that ends up being the tribe will tell us we just got done doing an extensive survey and so i would recommend that too i've done that many times throughout my podcasting journey is make a call to action get a google google form and just you know get a link if you can brand it sweet if not don't worry about it um and ask your listeners say hey i want this show to be about you they will respond so that's what we're doing we're really really doing a much much deeper dive in serving the the tribe um of phoenixes as we expand so we're starting we contracted you know we got real tight got real focused and now we're starting to expand out where that goes i don't know i'm i'm getting on other people's shows i'm doing summits i want to personally move into public speaking i love talking obviously i'm talking a lot here today <laughs> sorry um but that's what i feel that i am i'm sort of this guide if you will I'm personally I'm stepping into this guide thing and it moves beyond podcast which again kind of makes me think about when I started this journey in podcasting I never saw it being where it is today that's what I'm saying don't give up on your dream because it will change it will evolve organically all you have to do is sort of step on that next step of your path and just be in that moment and then the next one will come and you just keep growing and you keep growing there are other ways if you want to turn to talk of building and growing and making money that don't have to be on those things so nothing's good nothing's bad i'm not here to make judgment just don't follow the crowd if it feels wrong mm-hmm. yeah yeah that's huge uh i love i love the uh growth and the expansion and the contraction and just your your development thank you for sharing that and you know tying into the main pillar content that you you speak about with abusive relationships and things i just want to give you uh some airtime here if there's any uh like if you wanted to kind of share the thesis or or what your main message is for anyone listening just so that we could touch on it and then of course recommend that everyone goes immediately and subscribes to the unshakable self-confidence podcast. Well, I'll share with you the tagline of the show, which is our philosophy, which that's also another great point. Find out what your purpose is and then try to put it into a small statement. Mm-hmm. Um uh read story brand um that's yeah. a really great book that will help you yeah you know what i'm talking about that was a great book to help me get this crystal clear and the tagline is uh getting to the root of your self doubt overcoming your painful past 
and teaching you how to transform into a truly confident person. That's our mission statement. That's what we do. Whether it is podcast, whether it is in the magazine, whether it's, you know, the Facebook lives, whether it's anything that is the, the essence is who you are. What's, what's the, what's the core value of your tribe. Um, and so that's what we do. And that's ours. And we, we stay there and that will guide you and lead you. So that's who we are. And that's another little bit of wisdom to, to pass down. Get that straight. Yeah, absolutely. I think I need to work on that a little bit. I think for me, I'm, I'm, I'm really inspired by this format as a crucible, as a, as a vehicle for transformation. And I, I feel convinced that if people start on the path, just because of everything you're saying, like having to come up with artwork, having to come up with a description, having to come up with that first content, even meditating on 20 of your heroes, all those things condenses into this transformation that that happens and i'm confident that people if they embark on this path they will experience um life changes well that's the whole point i mean to to speak to you directly and to everyone else in this process of becoming a podcaster you will transform because you have to transform think about where i was you know almost strangled to death and where i am now you know you change and the beauty of that is you you are the guide the more that you change and the less that you resist in transpersonal transformation because you can't change anyone your job is not to change anyone your job is to change you and when you do that authentically you radiate something that most of the world does not and it will be the magnet that will draw and that's the the, the lesson here in my story is like the more that i was willing to let go of my ego the more i was willing to let go of the fear about what other people perceive me and just allow the divine to to strip and burn to use the phoenix logo away all the impurity that's when growth changes i don't know why i don't have the answers for that but that's just the rule and you will grow the more you grow your podcast will grow um and you'll be the better for it because that's what people are looking for they're not looking for someone to tell them what to do they're looking for proof positive of change Mm -hmm. so i'll just leave everyone with that Yeah. yeah Wow. That, th- this has been awesome so far. Um, I, I think as we're winding down here, I want to just kind of figure out how people could get in touch with you. If people wanted to work with you, what's the best way for uh, people to connect? Yeah. Um, you know, if, if, if the podcast is what they're looking for, that's obviously it's on Apple and Spotify and everywhere else. Um, if you want to be part of the tribe in terms of the collective, there's, there is the magazine. It's unshakableselfconfidence.com backslash magazine. And you will get the free subscription to Rising Phoenix. The tagline is the official free magazine of the Unshakable Self-Confidence podcast. But I answer my own emails, which is billy at unshakableselfconfidence.com. You know, I have a YouTube channel where I do the daily inspirational quotes I was telling about where I help people go dive deeper. I get lots of comments there and I respond to everyone because that's my job. Whatever way you want to reach out to me, go ahead and do it and I'll be there. That's epic. I see you showing up and serving and uh, it's really inspiring to see your work. Uh, as you popped up on LinkedIn and within the first 30 seconds, I was like, yeah, okay, your tribe. I get it. And I think that's the key, right? That's what we're trying to do is we're trying to amplify our self, our true self. We're trying to amplify that and that's going to resonate with with our true people. And so I'm really grateful for your time. Thank you so much for the work that you're doing out in the world, these great conversations. I would love to have you back on again in the future uh, after I've integrated all this wisdom. You shared so many great books. I'll put those links in the show notes for those resources you mentioned as well. And yeah, any last words you want to share with the, the audience before we sign off it's all an illusion fear is a lie you're the master over it 
and all things are possible. You just have to stay the course. And your job isn't to change anyone else. I, I can't iterate that enough. Just be the change, like Gandhi said, be the change. And that's how you actually create real change in the world. Amen. Hallelujah, brother. Thank you so much for your time. This was awesome. I appreciate it. Thanks again, man. Take care, really. All right, everyone. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of Beyond Air. I hope you enjoyed it and are now one step closer to turning on your microphone and broadcasting your message to the world. I'd love to hear from you. Let me know how I can help you on your broadcasting journey by getting in touch with me and maybe even apply for a strategy session if you want to discuss your podcast idea. You can reach me at www.podcast-farm.com. Till next time, my friends, I'm Kaylee Marks, and thanks for tuning in to Be On Air.